0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light.
1: I am flexible and open to change. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca
0: Detman, and I'm Jane Donovan. And today we're going to talk about what happens when people think they've found the cure all the be all the end all i've found it eureka that's it that helped to change some huge big aspect of my life or it helped to release a big block or it gave me the shift i've been looking for for 30 years and then what do they do jane They then become extremists and they become delusional. And they basically think that that is the answer. It's the only answer for them for the rest of their life and they're going to keep doing it to solve all their other problems and they're going to make sure everyone else knows about that answer and they become a missionary of the cause. Exactly. so we're actually talking about how, as a spiritual person, And as an emotionally aware person, you're going to have a lot of, you know, as we always call them onion skin layers, there's going to be a lot of different levels of self-exploration and of healing and releasing that you're going to do over a lifetime. You're never going to get there, and it's never going to stop. And then, of course, you're going to go somewhere else in the universe or back here again, and you're going to keep on going as a soul, right? And if you think that there's only one answer to your problems, or there's only one tool, to peel off an onion skin, well, strap yourself in, my friend, because we've got a message for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to be extremely open-minded to the prospect and to the idea that there are many, many paths that lead to Rome, and some of them will be the ones that you rejected earlier in life. Some Some of them will be the ones that you've never trusted before. Some of them will be the ones that you just don't believe in or just seem they can't be true. But if you actually want to look for deeper and deeper shifts and answers and healings, every now and then you're going to have to stick your finger into some new pies and try some new stuff. Jane?
1: Well, I think I have to share what I've gone through in the last few weeks. So I have just ripped off probably the thickest layer of my onion that I have for probably about 10 years. and
0: Like you haven't done work this deep for a decade is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah,
1: I haven't. Uh, that doesn't mean I've st- I haven't done work in the last ten years. I never stopped doing work on myself. But I, as I've talked about in many podcasts, that we get our messages from the universe in a fe- with a feather, and if we ignore the feather, we get the brick, and if we ignore the brick, we get the sledgehammer. So I got a brick delivered to me about three weeks ago, and ended up with t- um, tooth problems that resulted in a facial infection. And those of you that have listened to many of our episodes know that Beck and I are very big on the body is talking to us the whole time and giving us messages. So tooth truth, tooth, teeth are about decisions or indecisions. So if you've got teeth problem, it's usually because you're lacking to make, you're not making decisions in your life.
0: I've also heard they're related to money, but, um, but more commonly the decisions lost. Right, is what I've heard, yeah. Right. Mm. Um, and so for me, I had to really look at,
1: What was going on in my life, and I realized that I've been incredibly stressed my whole life. And that came as a shock to me because I didn't think I was, I knew I could get stressed. I knew that there were times in my life that I would say, I'm really stressed, I'm really stressed, which meant I was more stressed than normal. But what I actually realized was I've never been stress free my entire life. And that's bizarre because I'm happy, I'm high functioning. I'm actually a high-functioning, happy, delusional gratitude person. (laughs) What does that mean? That means in my take is that I have got so good at mastering the art of gratitude that it masked what I should have been seeing. So while I am a massive fan and I will continue to sprout on about the power of gratitude, what I've come to the realization these last few weeks is that when you really get super, super good at a particular tool, it can mask other problems. It, I mean, if it hadn't been gratitude, though, Jane, it would have could have been something. Else. It would have been something else. But that... this is just my story of what I found. Mm. I was too extreme in one area. That therefore, what happened was, I was running around in so much gratitude that I actually wasn't seeing what
0: wasn't serving me,
1: because I was making everything good.
0: You were, you were telling you were using it to yeah to. To tell, become happy, tell yourself a story and mask or shield yourself from that which you didn't really want to deal with. Because that's right. Too so hard. therefore, that's
1: delusion. That is delusional. And you know, I, I then started exploring this topic of other people I know who are very good with the power of gratitude, meaning that they've got the discipline of focus to not focus on that which doesn't please them, and they only focus on what pleases them. Or if they are forced to focus on something that displeases them, they very quickly find the positive. And that is a fabulous coping mechanism with life. But if we're doing that without doing the truth check in, then we're not making the changes that we're meant to be making in life. And I found that there was a handful of people who you would say are happy and life is great. But I know that, you know, a couple of them in particular are really stuck in something that displeases them, and they just try to keep putting the happy spin on it instead of making the changes. Mm. So I recognise that there were these other two people as well that I would say are in the same situation as I am, or I was,
0: where gratitude was a band-aid. Have they been victims of the self-help movement, Jane? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Please expand. Wow, this is this is deep. Okay. And slash controversial. So,
1: Well, it's also because it's something that I'm still gelling in my own mind, but I do feel it's such a complex... Like, life is incredibly complex. And what we try to do is simplify it and go, actually, life's pretty simple. Just get happy. Just focus on what pleases you, blah, blah, blah. And I believe all of that. But these are tools that we apply when we are in pain. So when we are in pain, which is usually some sort of fear... We can go one of two ways: we either dig into the fear and face it, or we get happy with it to see if it disappears. You mean, hang on, we? What do you mean, get happy with it? What does that mean? Well, that's where the gratitude comes from. It's like find the gifts and be accepting.
0: Like you either accept or reject. Like, like accept the fear or the pain unconditionally, or is it not quite that level? Not quite that level. No, not quite that
1: level. This is what we have been doing or what we've been saying. And I'm going to say we, it's not everybody. I'm just observing that we can adapt a tool to cope at a certain level in life. But if we are really wanting to live the most authentic life possible, then we have to keep opening the onion. But some of these tools mask the symptoms of the next layer of the onion to be opened. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, keep going. So therefore Beck just gave me the funniest look no, because then. Because it's
0: it's 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 controversial.
1: Mm. It is, I know. And I want I you know. to be not be That's why I want to try and be as articulate as I can and I
0: want you of to what I'm feeling. Not be afraid to be detailed. Oh with. no, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. Okay. But like, you know, and don't, we don't need to pick on tools, but let's pick on some tools. <laughs> no, it's in just just to illustrate. Like so James no, is we do gratitude as as an example here. Yeah. So
1: when we Life is like, if we do a graph, you're on the way up and then you go a few steps downwards. And then you're on the way up and a few steps downwards. And hopefully, over your life, you keep climbing up, up, up. Up meaning evolving in your authenticity of who you are as a human being. Right? Yeah. So when we're on the way up, we keep doing what we're doing. When we start to go down and go, I'm not feeling as good. We might realize, oh, I haven't been doing my gratitude journaling or I haven't been doing my meditation or I haven't been doing whatever, fill in the blanks. So we, get, we quickly get back on and we start climbing back up again. But at some point, we may be given an opportunity to go via, for, in my case, this horrible tooth issue and infection, etc. So in my case, getting the brick. And when you get the brick you suddenly slide right down, but you realize in that down moment that you've got to do something different to Mm. what you've done because what you've been doing before when you've started to slide back is now not working because you've been given the brick. So you've got to try something different. And then as you try something different, and hopefully it's something that works, in my case it has, I've actually started sliding going back up again, but I'm going back up at 100 miles an hour versus 50 miles an hour. Mm. So I've actually, I believe that by being forced to try different tools, I've actually been able to go to a place that I don't think I would have gone to if I'd not tried new things.
0: I think that the flip side of this is really cool as well. If you are some sort of spiritual wellness wellness holistic practitioner, which many of you listening are, but even if you're not, whatever you do for work in your life, have you done it the same way for years and years and years or you know with with the, w- the wellness practitioners like i'm going to pick on someone here that i know who is a chiropractor has been a chiropractor for a long time and that person learnt a couple of techniques back in the day and has never expanded on them so every person they ever treat gets the same couple of things trotted out and it's kind of like You not want to go and maybe take another course or another seminar or add in some other sorts of techniques to round out that treatment or offer some more, you know, depth or multi dimension to the process? It's that kind of blinkered, narrow one shoe fits all, just there's one answer and that's it, which I think lets us down when we come to techniques or philosophies. And you know, I can think of another. holistic sort of spiritual practitioner I met years ago and he was always on this quest, like he really just believed that there was just like one healing method out there, if he could just find it it could cure anyone on earth of whatever they had and he, he went through everything, he tried theta healing, he tried muscle testing he tried he tried things I'd never even heard of and he was always about trying to put together the ultimate technique that would be successful in 8 minutes that anyone could do, like it's kind of like chasing the holy grail, Yeah, I don't that such a thing exists, and I it don't. doesn't, and that's what I'm realizing is that we are so complex
1: and we are not good at being able to really articulate where we're at and we keep looking for the quick pill to take.
0: Yeah, and it's such a Western thing to do, isn't it? It's like I just want this to be solved by five o'clock, and I just want the answer and I want it to be easy. And the number of people I coach, and when I tell them what they actually have to do to get what they want in their, in their life, what do they want in their life? They want happiness. They mm. want peace. They want joy. They want to not feel alone and empty and hollow and sad and stressed and pain and trauma from childhood. And they just want the simple emotions in life. And when I tell them what they actually have to do, it's like they just opt out again. It's like are too hard. Mm. I'm like, well, nothing good ever came easy. How do you think babies are born? They're not just delivered by the stork, unfortunately, as they would have liked to have think in the 1950s. You've got to labor you got to go you got to confront pain and fear to get through to out the other side and you may find through the course of your life that different people different techniques and different options are just going to present them to yourself to you at different times on the timeline. And what worked for you 10 years ago when you had that big a divorce or that big breakdown or that big life change isn't going to necessarily be the same tool you're going to use 15 years later when you're dealing with this big hospitalization or this big mental whatever it is.
1: Is it, Jane? No, because for me, the last big, big onion layer peel I had, like, you know, the dig the whole hand in and rip a whole handful off was 10 years ago. And the way I worked through that was with gratitude. And that was oh. absolutely amazing. <laughs> it worked so well for me You're then, because right. what was I, a selfish cow that was caught up in all this bullshit of entertainment industry and seeking external validation, and it was all me, 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 me me me. And I had no appreciation for what was actually right under my nose, the things that mattered most to me, which is my family. And so gratitude, very quickly shifted me into a very happy place Turned and it was the greatest thing that happened. So then I continued with that and I became an advocate for it for the last 10 years and it worked until now and there was no getting out of this, this one with gratitude. This needed to go much deeper. What was my truth? Why, why was I stressed? What was stressing me? Everything was stressing me. My dog, my children, my husband. This is a weird order to put it in, but this is the order I've been (laughs) disciplining and making changes in my home, my career, my work in various different areas. And I just have to say that one area that does not ever, ever bring me stress is sitting here recording with you, Beck. I love this. Let's just get married, Joan. Okay. Okay. And so I had to go for a whole different bag of, of actually... I didn't go for tools. I went for a few. What I went for was what am I feeling and listening to my body, what needs to be changed, and I just made a commitment to changes and out they rolled. Mm. And uh, so far so good, but, you know, stay tuned. I'll I'll give you an update. Um, So I really do feel that we have to watch when we are obsessed with one particular single philosophy that we believe works, you have to be prepared for it to stop working. Maybe it's like medicine that, you know, if you keep taking the same medicine, your body builds up a resistance to it and that you therefore have to try a different medicine. Well, it's the same thing here, I think, that you've got to realize that we need, the mind somehow magically needs to be done, dealt with in a different way. just
0: the fact is that just... You, we, we all really need to get really real about the fact there is no one red pill that has all the answers for every... There's no one thing that can do everything. And, you know, we, couldn't, we could go over and point the finger at, you know, religion. We could look at extremists or, or cults or, you know, that, that seem to offer all the answers. They offer salvation. They offer peace. They offer everything. And it's too good to be true. And if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Because nothing has all the answers. No, no one, no one thing. I mean, I know that you will get this, everyone who's listening gets this in theory, because this is just sound and intellectual logic, right? But isn't it funny how, for example, let's use The Secret to illustrate yep. this. The Secret came out, was a worldwide phenomenon, people still name drop it, people still refer to it. A big backlash movement came out in the wellness and, and the spiritual industries of heaps and heaps and heaps of well-known gurus then taking to the media platforms to say why The Secret didn't work. Um, and they were right. The Secret didn't work for a few reasons. The secret didn't work, firstly, because they took Abraham out of the entire documentary. Yes. So they got the idea from Abraham. They used a huge amount of their footage was Abraham. Because I've got the original one that does have Abraham in it. The, the unedited version. The vision, unedited which one, yeah. you can get. Once they took that out, they just had a few half-assed experts scrabbling around to try and say the same thing without the same energy intention. And the guts of the truth and integrity was lost. So... There was a big chunk of, of something missing, and, and so everyone was trying to piece together this kind of New Age philosophy of something that was like a half-baked, half-cooked kind of a, a concept. So, of course, it didn't work, and it didn't work because... It, but again, I think it did work in some ways. It worked
1: in that th- it was a great DVD to introduce to people that had never heard of conscious awareness before.
0: Sure. but it Just being aware of but your But it thoughts. didn't solve anyone's problems. But, no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's raise con- collective, you know, consciousness, you know, on the planet to to be more open to this sort of stuff in an accessible, more everyday level. Great. That's not the point though. The point is people are going to it. Like, one of the sickest people I know. She actually has twenty um, first century disease, which basically means that the world is killing her. She's allergic to the world, um, which for those of you playing at home really means she's actually. Allergic to herself, she she doesn't think she's worth living. She hates herself. A lot of these autoimmune diseases that kind of kill the body from the inside out are all about, at some deeper level, a car just drove past forty four angel numbers. Thank you. um, (laughs) Are are saying that's on last week's episode? (laughs) There's a level of self-loathing that is so deep that the person actually doesn't think that they're worth being alive, even though their conscious brain may not may not believe that. Now I'm jumping around all over the place here. However, this chick. For years she was trying to do the secret. She was writing affirmations. She was saying, I will live in a million dollar property. I will live in a million dollar property. I will do li- I you know, all of this, you know, this is where affirmations go bad, isn't it, Jane? Exactly. This is where gratitude, this is where positive thinking is too lightweight unless paired with many other tools which are done properly and sufficiently. Not half-assed, and we've done whole episodes on this. Go and listen to the episode we did, Therapies That Really Work. That's where Jane and I said, if you're going to do anything, you've got to bring 110% of yourself to it. If you're going to bring 40%, you're going to get a 40% healing and then bitch about it for a year. Exactly. Look, And unfortunately, you know, I know people that are sitting in jobs
1: that they hate, that they've hated for 15 years, waiting for this amazing job that they're going to go and be working for some rock star superstar. And it's just not happening. I know people that are, you know, waiting for, you know, millions of dollars to be put into bank accounts. It's just not happening. Now, does it mean that it won't happen? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean, are you giving up the now for a promise of the future?
0: Uh, is it a case of when I get there, I'll be happy. When I have this, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, one of those little sayings that kicks around on Facebook every now and again, that's so accurate, you know, I'll be happy when the child sleeps through, when the baby sleeps through the night. I'll be happy when the child's at kindy. I'll be happy when the child's at school. I'll be happy when the child's um, finished school and at university. I'll be happy when the child's married. I'll be happy when the, you know, when are you going to be happy?
0: <laughs> when? How about now? How about right now? It's the biggest spiritual ask of anyone. Can you do it right now? Most people can't. No. Most people can't say no. no. Today, is there's not enough factors in line with my life and myself today to give me that freedom. Well, I've just changed uh, a coach that I, I have been working with because
1: I have decided that I'm not in alignment with what they're wanting to move towards. I've decided that I'm not actually interested in... Spending my whole day on manifesting my tomorrow. This is about outgrowing mentors, is what you're talking about, Jane. Or, or when or you. Or shifting on what's right for me. Yeah, and that too. You're, you know, just, just, we're just not a match now. I, I actually have decided I'm very much in the now moment. I am not living stressed, which is how the whole tooth thing came about from teeth grinding. And how lucky am I that I've got this internal barometer, which we all have, but mine's a really easy one. All I have to do is have a little bit of tension in my jaw. And I know I'm off purpose. I need to come back to what my purpose is, Mm. which is to live in peace and and happiness.
0: I would actually... In the now. I would go so far as to say that anyone out there who suffers from long-term recurring pain or chronic pain, it's the same thing. Your body's actually showing you that there's a lot of resistance to life or there's a lot of resistance to the way things are set up in your life. And every time that back problem flares up again or that dull, throbbing, aching pain that you wake up with in the morning is still there, I mean... Your body is screaming at you. It's, it's the best barometer you've got as to how well you're going and actually addressing the, the deeper underlying issues that, that, are, that are plaguing you. Um, well, I'm actually going to go so much extreme
1: on this now that I'm using my jaw to keep me in the now moment of of stress-free, yeah. which equals for me happiness to be in peace peace, and sometimes that peace might be excitement sometimes that peace might be contentment sometimes it might be funny or whatever but it's still in peace is the center word and I am doing it to an extreme because I've realized I've had 52 years of stress that I'm actually if you ask me now what's my five-year goal I could have told you my six-month goal Six day goals, six months, six years, six 60 minutes. years, you know, I could tell you the whole lot, whatever. If you ask me now, I'm going to
0: go, hmm, just be peace. Jane, let's talk about delusion. How does it serve people to be deluded, to, to happily hide behind lying to themselves and often their families or shielding or masking themselves from the real problems in life and not wanting to see them or own them or look at them? Because sometimes the fear of change is
1: too great. Sometimes the fear of going into emotional pain is too great. And that is why, you know, when I'll say if people are going through extreme trauma and maybe they're having too many wines at night or – I've said you just do whatever you've got to do to get through what you've got to get through. Yeah. The difference is how long are you getting through it? Okay. It's profound, isn't it? Where's your line? Yeah. Where's the line in the sand? Are you going to spend a lifetime? Are you going to be stuck in a job for 10 years, 15 years that you've been whinging you don't like and you want to be doing something different? Like, are you going to wake up at 25 years, 35 years? Or are you never going to bother about moving on that job? So this is where it's it's muddy. This is where I started at the beginning saying life is so complex because... One problem might be a little problem that, you know what, just deal with it and move on. Or it might be a really big can of worms that you're opening. And if you're going to open a can of worms, I get it. You have to choose a time in this Western world that you are likely to be high-functioning to continue to do what you have to do with your various commitments and obligations. You need to make sure that you choose the right time that you're surrounded with, with people and tools and resources to be able to open up a can of worms and deal with it. But when is that? Is that in 15 years, 25, 35 years? Like, so that's where the delusion is, that using the tools of, you know, of gratitude, of positive thinking, of, of focusing on that which pleases you, all of these different things are brilliant to help you to get through what you're getting through. But you've got to continue to gain clarity. Mm. And if you're not gaining clarity, there's only two ways you're going. You're either going forwards or back. There's no standing still. Yeah. And so if you're standing, if you feel like you're standing still, you're actually going backwards. And that's because you have used your tools to stay in this neutral kind of nothing spot. And you'll be saying, I've been in this job for 15 years and still hate it.
0: We were talking about this before the show and Jane gave the good analogy. I think it was before the show. Was it during the show when you said it's like when people take the same medication their whole lifetime and you actually start to get quite desensitized to yeah. it. And it's if if you only ever kind of like... Oh well, I always just go to my osteopath for that, or oh, whenever that comes up, I just I just go and take a couple of homeopathics, or I just go and do I don't know, maybe it is muscle testing, or just one thing that you always go and do, and you've done that for the last ten years or thirty years, and that suited you just fine. Well, maybe it's time for a quantum leap, revolutionary upgrade. Maybe it's time to. It's like changing oh, your head. It's the upgrade.
1: Yeah. It's the upgrade. I'm, having, I'm in the middle of an upgrade. Yeah.
0: Love it. Oh, love, thanks, love, for, love thanks, Jane. Thanks love for it. Therapy for Jane. Um, maybe it's time to actually just do a little bit more of a, yeah, of rather than just kind of coasting along on a nicely, smoothly, smoothly ascending scale on the chart, on the graph, maybe it's time for a spike in the graph. And yes. to get that spike, you're going to need the pattern interrupt that Jane and I have also talked about a lot. And to get that pattern interrupt, you're going to have to try something you've never done before. And that's going to mean stepping out of the comfort zone. And, and like I've been saying to a lot of people I've been um, you know, coaching lately, like in terms of the, the threefold approach that needs to come when you really want to make some changes in your life, there's the realm that you are just going to have to do on your own. That's the realm where you've got to do the homework. You've got to do the meditation. You've got to be consciously aware of your thoughts. You've got to catch them. You've got to go home. You've got to write out the affirmations. You know, you've got to do the gratitude or all of those things that you can control in your own space. Maybe you can do a bit of tapping. Maybe it's about saying more positive things or helping out with people. It's stuff you control. The next leg is you've got to couple that with some actual therapy type of work with someone who can see the wood for the trees for you someone objective outside of yourself who can guide you into the places you can't get to in the unconscious brain either through hypnosis through kinesiology through you know dream psychology through any of the cool awesome you know, lifeline technique any of the amazing stuff that's out there you need someone else to work with you to get back into the wounds that you don't quite know how to face um, and then I think the third component component is also just a lot of actioning like where you kind of put two and two together and you sort of then go out in the world and actually physically make the changes that you need to like you do overhaul the business or leave the marriage or
1: get truthful with yourself Mm. you have to be honest and that requires deep reflective alone moments and questioning how is your body responding to particular thought processes so you can get to your truth. Because most people are not owning their truth if they're not making quantum leaps, if they're not having
0: upgrades, system upgrades. It starts with, with very, very basic things, doesn't it? It's, it's, and this is, this. I know we always say this, and I'm going to go back to it, it's like the two minutes of meditation. Every single person that comes to me, I'll say, how's your meditation going? And most of them will say, oh, well, I don't, or I can't, or it's not really. And I'll say, well, it's almost like, I can't even give you any more advice until, until you can sit with yourself in silence and build a relationship with yourself. If you if the thought of having to sit with your own self for 2 minutes is impossible to you, is the last thing on your list of things that you're capable of doing in a given 24 hours. Do you see how much work you've got to do? Do you see how that is the first foundation stone? If you cannot even talk to your body and sit there with your hand on your heart and breathe for a couple of minutes. It's like, how do you think you're going to get the million dollar house, the perfect marriage, the the, the fit body, the, you know, we, it, it starts, like Jane said, with the truth. And in order to get the truth, you've got to go in and listen. Yeah, you do have to. You've got to really quieten your mind. And happy
1: to say that, that I'm on my nearly fourth week of every day doing my meditation. And it's been, I have not been a fan of it. I find it boring. I have found it. What I'm finding now is it's so peaceful to quieten my mind, which has been far, far too busy for far, far too long. But you've got to get truthful. You've got to own your stuff, own what's not
0: working for you, own why is that. And it's okay. And the it's, truth is okay. It's a true thing that often it does take people to hit the wall to, to realize. And, you know, yeah. every time someone says, tells me something terrible, like, oh, he was in a terrible car accident, or she's got cancer and she's going to be bedridden for the next six months, I, I think fantastic. Guess what? Somebody was just presented with, with a brick, probably, or a yeah. sledgehammer, and it's because it's now pattern interrupt upgrade time. Yeah. They're, be, they're being given the chance to stop and address. But I also want to say I am so grateful
1: that I've had such beautiful wisdom teachers in my life, such as Beck and many of the different people that we've shared with you on our podcast that we've referenced. Because many people walk into a dentist, have root canal, get a face infection, take all their drugs, go, thank God that's over. And then, you know, three years time, they're back having another one. I am so grateful that I went in, had the root canal, had all the drugs, had no, you know, that was my decision, blah, blah, blah. I know that's controversial for some people, but I'm speaking the truth of what I did and came home and kicked my ass on what the fuck did I do to get to this point? What was I not doing? And I'm so grateful this is that to- I've had all the wisdom to be able to own my stuff, accept my truth and make the change. Oh, beautiful, Jane. <laughs> I am flexible
0: and open to change. Thank you for joining our show once again on the love, well, it's just lovelifeshow.com if you want to go to our website or on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. And until this time next week, sit down, do your two minutes, and more importantly, open yourself up to trying perhaps that one technique or therapy or that, that referral you've got from someone or that new practitioner that you've been thinking at the back of your mind for a while you should probably give a go. Now's the week. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening And it's a beautiful day